0: What up, everybody? We are back. We've got the Oasis podcast, and it's me, Brennan, with Ben. Happy holidays. <laughs> and Jaina. Hi, guys. And we are here to destroy yet another one of the uh, American <laughs> holidays. We already got we got Halloween out of the way. Crushed. We, we kind of left Thanksgiving alone.
1: Oh, yeah, because you should have an attitude of, the, of gratitude.
0: Yeah, and now we're here <laughs> at Christmas, and we've got to talk materialism, and we hope by the end of this, you just skip this holiday. <laughs> No, we want you to do the Jesus part But none of the other American stuff I
1: think that I I feel like that should just be our new vision Like mission statement
2: Just do the Jesus
0: stuff And none just, of the American Just stuff. wait till we
1: get to Easter The
0: wait. people are not going to know what
1: hit them When we start going after Easter You know my favorite uh, meal at Easter Is my favorite like food item at Easter? Deviled eggs and bunnies oh. You don't eat bunnies <laughs> on Easter Have you ever had a rabbit? No, it sounds <laughs> yes. disgusting yeah, it's interesting yeah. Yeah. It's not great
0: And and we're not blowing up Christmas, but we are going to talk a little bit about materialism and how it plays into the holiday. However, all three of us do receive and give gifts still, even though we're given this podcast and even though we follow Jesus, we do somewhat participate in the Christmas of holiday and a little bit the materialism that goes with it. So the question I have to start the podcast for you two, what is the best present you've ever gotten? And before you get there. Don't don't jump okay. in. I don't want some soppy, emotional sob story about how someone worked their whole year just to give you a present. I want the best materialistic gift you've ever gotten, like the thing that you you use, the the, the physical. I don't I don't want the picture frame or the song they wrote. Like, <laughs> get your sob stories out of here. I want your actual favorite gift. Go.
2: All right, mine is uh, my parents got me. Really See, nice... look, she's
0: already she's doing no, no, it no. she's dragging the parents Sorry. in
2: my parents gave me a really nice guitar for Christmas that, okay. when I was in high school like that's, I was getting there that is that's I was gonna drag it it's a guitar you, that I still have do you just like, I'm, I'm become skept,
0: me I'm skeptical of yeah. you guys trying to get your emotional appeal into your Christmas presents <laughs>
1: we're emotional but no
0: Jaina that is that is a fantastic gift do you still Thank use you. this guitar
2: Uh, yes <laughs> 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 I've been using someone else's guitar recently but <laughs> I know yes <laughs>
1: Ben, what is yeah, yours? Yeah, probably the uh, tax write-off for my children. I like, got money from the government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like the opposite of emotional appeal. That's like what everybody's you wanted. just like shaking their head. I'm just trying to
1: give you what you want, Brennan. Ben, what's the best physical gift you've gotten, man? Yeah, probably my kids. I'm just gonna. I don't get it. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> supposed
2: to be something material. Uh, probably
1: the most most used thing would be my iPad. Okay, yeah, that's Ab- a deal. Abigail. Abigail got me one for my mm-hmm. birthday when we were in Minneapolis. They, and I lost that one, and then she had to give me one. You you lost an iPad. I lose things all the time. I'm I just it's terrible. Keys, mm. wallet, like it's a good day. If but those I have my make keys sense. How do you lose Phone, an iPad? iPad. Don't know, man. It just happens. Man. <laughs> Whew, that's another podcast. I don't I don't care about material things as much as other people, so I don't pay attention. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll go that way.
0: And the one that I have to say is last Christmas I got AirPods, and I know it just just sounds like every person in america who talks about their airpods and wears them in public but the airpods are incredible they connect to your phone and your mac and your ipad and they go everywhere you go and they charge Mm -hmm. and last forever and they sound great and i'm in love so i use them multiple times a day every day for the last like 360
1: days and just in case you were wondering yes apple does sponsor this podcast (laughs) (laughs) your guitar is apple right Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i have jabra headphones and they're amazing i just want to throw that in there
0: so, we should dive deep into our topic of materialism after you have gotten a couple of our materialistic possessions, uh, and, and we have to start with like every Oasis podcast, right? we got to give a definition. Define it. The De-
1: definitions are huge. You want yep. me to go for it? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, from Oxford, which this isn't the Bible. This is Oxford. Oxford. Before, which has Christian roots, but That's not as really much anymore. Really. Let's
1: not start. <laughs> all, almost all universities. They define
0: materialism America. as a tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. Oof! All right, they didn't. They didn't hold any punches nope. there
1: in their definition. I that literally is what materialism. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you
0: know, sometimes you can say it nicer.
1: I don't, so don't want to say it nicer. But if
0: you needed to, if you needed to reword it and give it in more simplistic layman's terms, what are you saying for?
1: Uh, I think, to even from more of a spiritual sense of, mm-hmm. of an idea of, like, as a follower of Jesus, materialism simply means that your joy, satisfaction, contentment, fulfillment is tied to something in this material world. Hmm. It's tied to something that was created rather than the creator. Um, yeah. So all, gotta, all that's required is that you look at anything toward material comforts of this world for your happiness. And if you can know, like... Whether, and it doesn't mean it it, it yeah it counts a desire for gaining an abundance of more possession or things, but also it's the holding on to what you already have so much and in such control that if I lose those things, then all of a sudden my life is gone or mm. something is missing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do we have examples to give for those?
1: You tell me, example man.
0: Of course we do. <laughs> we, of course we got examples. How, why would we give you a definition of being able to back it up? So who wants to go first with their, with their example?
2: Yeah, I've seen recently people online talking about how um, several billionaires, but, like, particularly, like, Jeff Bezos and, uh, like, Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, like, they have so much money that they could, like, individually into like, world hunger, kind mm. of. I mean, it's more than just, like, giving people food. But, like, with the amount of money they make, which is in the, like, hundreds of billions of dollars, it's, like... They could do significant like good in the world but obviously none of them really do yeah um,
0: yeah stick yeah. it to stick it to Amazon shop local <laughs> that's that's what our takeaway is from this Ugh. podcast
1: right no comment <laughs> <laughs> okay Ben what's your example I think I, I'm using for me a little more practical idea of if my contentment is based on anything that the world can provide me it's not just like okay gaining more money I think we go to money money makes sense money was One of the things Jesus talked about the most, really, it was the kingdom of God, but money is up there. Mm -hmm. But it's this idea of like, okay, fitting into like the clothes that I got for last Christmas and if I can't fit into, like I want to wear this specific outfit and all of a sudden I can't wear that outfit. Being able to um, take my family out to a nice restaurant every day or weekly. Um, I think even like I have a dog, like the affection and love of a pet, which... Is amazing. Like I love our dog. Our dog is amazing. But I think the idea is that still is something that is created that we I, can, I, uh, I, idolize, mm-hmm. and we worship more. It's again anything that brings comfort, that brings satisfaction, fulfillment, that is a creation, and not the Creator who is Jesus. And so it's like any of those things can be looked at as materialism because it's looking at the physical and putting it above the spiritual, which for us as followers of Jesus, uh, followers of Jesus, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for
0: mine, I actually have some 2018 Christmas stats because the 2019 ones they weren't they weren't as saucy as the 18 ones. And speaking <laughs> of pets, five million dollars in America is spent on Christmas pets going Christmas presents going to specifically pets. Wow. That it just blows me away. You guys I'm, have got to chill with your, your. I'm spending pet zero children. money on
1: Emma this Christmas. <laughs> I mean, that's not true. She gets her normal dosage of food that mm. she would get any. That's other. very very kind of you. <laughs> and water,
0: and otherwise. <laughs> Seven hundred and ten billion dollars annually in 2018 was spent on Christmas in America. That just blows me away. Seven hundred and ten billion dollars for this holiday, and then I can't even count that high. <laughs> I definitely cannot count that high. Uh, two, two more for you. One is there are. It's about thirty percent of Americans finance a portion of their Christmas spending, so they go into debt for it. Wow. And then beyond that, it's somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred is the yearly average for what a, an individual person will spend on Christmas, including decorations and travel and food. So I hope you've got your budget ready and you've got your a, a grand set aside for this Christmas season, according to
1: Yikes. our averages. Yeah, that's aggressive, man. Super aggressive. It's, yeah, it's again, it's using what has been created, a thing in, inherently in and of itself that is not bad mm-hmm. and because sin is sin it takes what is good or even what is neutral and twists it yeah so that it's not anymore oh yeah and, yeah. The, and
0: this christmas season is just the they epitome just of it huge. it's just yeah. i mean christmas lists the spending all the things the presents under the tree but where we want to take this conversation is back to the bible back to the source of our faith back to well i don't know if i like that statement back to the source of the book that points to our faith there you go i'll say <laughs> it that way um Pointing us to Jesus, and we want to talk to uh, to you about a handful of things coming from the scriptures that kind of just highlight this idea of materialism, both from Jesus and from Paul, and we're going
1: to squeak a little Old Testament in there, too. Hey, hey, because so that's a thing. Ben Ben will <laughs> kick us off? <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. Um, read Matthew, and just see, even, like, okay, again, I, I uh, we say, a lot of pastors will say that money is the most talked about thing in that jesus talks about which isn't actually true technically you could actually twist it in a lot of different ways i think it's the kingdom of god he uses money and food a ton to point to ultimately the reality of like here's either what the kingdom of god is like or if you're living against the kingdom of god and so you look at matthew 6 matthew 19 which is what i'm gonna get into real quick Uh, matthew 6 jesus says do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth okay simple, straightforward, where moss and vermin destroy or where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's this idea of bucking up against the reality of in this world, what we tend to do as sinful people is we lift up the things of this world we want to hold on to and to keep what we can gain now on this earth versus trying to store up for us. What are treasures treasures in heaven? Ultimately. Um, I mean, the, the whole idea and detachment of worldly goods, whether it is, I mean, you can, I would, anything of creation, food, um, money, earthly possessions is a prominent theme in Matthew's gospel. He's continually trying to get us to detach it. Matthew 19, rich young ruler comes to Jesus says, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Um, Jesus says, why ask me about what is good? He replied, there's only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to return to life, keep the commandments. Young ruler says, which ones? And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, I've obeyed all of these. What else must I do? And Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad for he had many possessions. There's this idea in reality that Jesus is continually pushing up against. How are we keeping? How are we viewing? What is our worldly worldview when it comes to earthly possessions, when it comes to materialism? Materialism. Jesus uses his encounter with the with the rich young man to teach even his disciples about the dangers of wealth, the dangers of storing up treasure on earth, of storing up earthly and good things. He gives a glimpse into um, even what awaits people. Uh who keep these things hmm. but then also he also gives a glimpse of four people who lose these things and follow him which he says is eternal life yeah. which is a good thing but he's just like continually bucking And i think in american christianity we need jesus to come back and teach us this stuff hmm. and we really do like yeah, what does it look good. like to detach ourselves from earthly goods from it's not just money mm-hmm. it's anything that is creation and not creator yeah, yeah, and
0: continuing on that trend, two other teachings that Jesus does that are separate from the rich young ruler, ruler in Matthew 6, one is Luke twelve fifteen. he's speaking to a group of people, and he says, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. <laughs> and I don't think he could have put it any more plainly, <laughs> he's just straight out calling out the people of that time, but man, that is that could speak so true to our time, and just saying, watch out for greed. Your your desire to acquire possessions and to have an abundance, you don't need that, and he's just pushing back against that idea. Mark four eighteen and 19, Jesus says, Still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And it just ties back into this idea that Ben was just talking about. Where Jesus is trying to work this thing in him, He's trying to bring about the kingdom of God. He's trying to get you to come to authentic faith and real relationship with Him. And too often, worries of this life, deceit about wealth, and desire for other things. And that can be anything materialistic, Which, anything of this world.
1: That's so good. Comes I'll, in and chokes the word, yeah. making it unfruitful. Think about that. Like, I want to just dive in a little bit to the idea of deceit, deceitfulness of mm-hmm. wealth. Because what's the deceit there? It's the more I have, the comfortable I am. The more I have, the safer I am. Mm-hmm. This this deceit around wealth that brings us this comfortability and security that everything is going to be okay. Which is not real until that's what Jesus again is is pushing back against. Which I think is just so good. Um, and the idea of the real cost of following Jesus Oh yeah, to lay everything, like what he actually calls us to Yeah, um, in the midst of because of what he offered us in mm-hmm. his life and death and resurrection is like, man, that's so good. And, but we just get caught up to wanting to be comfortable. And the reality is like, Jesus didn't come to allow us to even be comfortable. He challenged us to actually live an empowered life that, voice of jesus oh yeah points there's there's
0: again. so much in that and especially if, like if we were going to come in here and go go hard on this teaching of jesus <laughs> essentially it wouldn't be buy less stuff yeah it would be give, buy no stuff give everything yeah, away and give, yeah. you know
1: like like phew.
0: you're lucky yeah. we're not we're not coming that direction we're just, we're and just and the talk Thomas, a little bit about and, and we probably
1: should at some point but the reality is like i'm not there mm. i wish mm-hmm. i was like mm-hmm. i in my mind's like man oh i battle this i battle i have a conviction and, and it's more of a um, not conviction as much as I don't know if guilt is the right word but this reality is like I feel like I know what Je- in moments Jesus is asking me and I don't know if I'm ob- obedient in mm-hmm. it. and I'm thankful for, for grace and mercy that are new every morning and continually try to live the way Jesus asked but yeah it's Oh, wealth is weird, man. Money, yeah. things of this world—they tear, they pull us in. Mm-hmm.
0: And Paul continues in this, and Jana is going to take us there in Second Corinthians.
2: Yeah, I mean, we just got those words directly from Jesus, and then even after Jesus is gone, and the church is trying to establish, they're still struggling with this. And so the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth, um, and he's giving them this encouragement to um, to not trust in these earthly things. And so in Second uh, Corinthians four. Uh, verse 18. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is internal. And it's just this reminder that he's giving them to trust not in the their worldly things that they have before them, but to trust in the internal, the unseen, um, the things of Jesus. And so, so yeah.
1: What a great like just phrase. Just fix your eyes. I know. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. I, I don't know. I like that. Sorry. I love that skin. It's, it's so good. Uh, that's like it's the it's the phrase. It's the things like anyone who asks me, Hey, what should I do? Here's like fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna it's be like... my tattoo on <laughs> on my forehead. Just fix your eyes on Jesus.
0: Just your only piece of advice that's ever it. That's it. for the rest of your pastoral. It's all it's gonna
1: be. My son comes up to me, he says, Hey Dad, can I watch TV? You? No, you need to fix your eyes on <laughs> Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, son i'm gonna have a, a huge mural of jesus painted on our wall it's like go look at jesus there's all kinds of wall art in your house it's all it just, just all jesus and he's not gonna be white good <laughs> sorry i want to finish with the old testament stuff. let's then. get some let's get some yeah. old testament because that's also the bible um like the common one i mean you could go to proverbs a, a ton of stuff in there about wealth um just how it is folly the the person who attains who uh, goes after is folly like and then opposite of that is live a righteous life but i want to go to solomon in ecclesiastes and in ecclesiastes five ten. he says whoever loses money or whoever loves money never has enough whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income this is also pushing into this idea of deceitfulness of wealth um uh and he says then this too is meaningless and solomon is a man who um it's <laughs> asked by God for one thing. What God can give him one thing? He asked for wisdom, and he used that wisdom to attain power, to rule well, uh, and to to uh, gain wealth. And in that, and throughout Ecclesiastes, what he does, he, he's writing this book to give us a picture of what a life of wisdom looks like. But also, in pursuing the things of this world, what ultimately they bring about, and you get this phrase of, "Well, this too is meaningless. This too is meaningless. Everything under the sun is never changing. It's all all the same. Everything is meaningless under the sun, because who is above the sun it is God, is the Father, uh, and it is Jesus. And so, and then also like it goes back in Ecclesiastes to, uh the author is pushing into this idea of what ultimately money can bring. And I'm going to pull it up real quick. If Ecclesiastes two verses one through 11. He says, um, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. So he's pursuing again the things of this world. Let's look for good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So he said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to make pleasure? To much I decided to cheer myself up with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. And this way I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself, by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks. I built reservoirs to collect water. Um, Uh, He goes on, I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many uh, kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines, which is aggressive, Solomon. (laughs) I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me. My wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labor. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was also meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. And as he's saying that he experimented in pleasure but never ultimately lost his perspective. But in the process, he came to a clear understanding that a life of refined Self-gratification does not satisfy, which is ultimately what materialism is. Mm-hmm. It's this pushing into individualism of autonomy, of living for myself, of getting the things I want, which directly goes against what Jesus has for us. And we got a guy who's Solomon who did all these things that it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. It gets you nowhere.
0: Yeah, and we got some practical advice we're going to gotta dive into now after we've given you the scriptures and we've given you the really good stuff. We'll give you some of our own opinions and takeaways from that. But before we even get there, how do... I think we just got to ask the question of, okay, so where where do things, created things, things of this earth stand then? Like, if you read that scripture, like, he yeah. calls them all meaningless. Yeah. If you hear what we're talking about earlier, where it's just like, kind of throw it all away, give it all to Jesus, like, none of it matters. But is there, like, a tension there? Is is there some reality that, okay, it does kind of matter, like, you shouldn't throw it all away? Like Like, what, what is there, before we get even practical, how do we how do you balance the, it balance all that yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: i think ultimately still so comes down to is does this thing make me comfortable how do i react when it's gone hmm. like am i finding my fulfillment satisfaction in this is my joy in this again creation or creator mm-hmm. and i think asking that question and then this is where we get into the idea of practical advice having a i think a i like to use the word aggressive probably too much <laughs> but a good understanding of yourself like, do you know yourself? And this is where we believe the Spirit works in us and through us. And in that, He works in us to help us understand. Okay, where am I finding comfort in things I shouldn't be finding comfort in? If I'm if I'm entrusting into this material thing more than I should, okay, that's then I'm probably gone too far. What does it look like mm-hmm. to then get rid of this thing or to change perspective? Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. Yeah, because I just didn't want people to walk away and be like, "Well, all things are evil."
1: Yeah, they can be,
0: but they can be. <laughs> all things can become evil. Yeah. So. Then it's just that, that find that tension, find that balance, know yourself well, and here's some practical advice for you to do all of that. So Ben, I'll start.
1: Yeah, it's uh, as much as materialism talks about material things and physical things of this world. It's not actually a physical thing; it's a spiritual thing. Um, the primary the problems, yeah, primary location is within yourself, not out into the world. Um, yeah, so it's a spiritual problem before it ever really ultimately becomes a material problem. Mm-hmm. It's how do you... What's your worldview? How do you look at life? What is Jesus asking you and how to live?
0: And that's why we talked about it, right? Yep. If it, was just, <laughs> if it was just a world thing. We'll just let you deal with it in the world, but it's a Jesus thing. So we got to yeah. talk about that. Otherwise, some other ones is more is not always better. I think this is just this classic lie we believe, especially in our Americanized culture, that more is always going to be better. More stuff, more status, more success, more for relationships... When that's not true, so how can you find contentment in what you have? Contentment in the relationships you have, contentment in this season of Christmas with 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 or without gifts or presents or spending or shopping, whatever that means for you, but recognize that more is not always better. You can be content with what you have now. And then to play off of that, the other thing I would say is probably just recognize needs versus wants when it comes to this Christmas season. 99% of the things you're talking about, you're buying, you're spending your money on are wants. And that's okay. We're gonna, not going to tell you you can't do that. But I, I, it drives me crazy when I hear language being switched and it's talking about, I need these things or someone needs this or they don't need anything. They need Jesus and they need basic life necessities a lot of times. But a lot of this Christmas spending is a want. So just recognizing your language, because when you speak, that's reflecting what you're actually believing. So that's, that's, that's kind of the good. two that I'll... I'll hit on.
2: Yeah. Um, another one is maybe um, spend some time looking at where your identity is. Because a lot of the time our materialism is very closely tied to our identity um, and what we think about ourselves. I mean, it's why we spend money on following the new trends and style and buying the expensive clothes. It's why we pay for the expensive things for our mm-hmm. homes or you know whatever. Maybe you have a specific niche thing that's like that's your thing and you spend all your money on it. Like, is your identity wrapped up in that? I mean, Ben already asked the question, like, do you like how do you respond when that's gone? Mm. Do you feel not yourself? Have you lost your worth, your value? And if so, then you probably closely aligned your identity with that material possession. And obviously we've talked about identity many times in the past and you can go back and listen to those podcasts or sermons and and hear the truth of that your identity isn't in those things. It's in Jesus. It's given to you by yeah, Jesus.
0: That's
1: good. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. sweet yeah and the ultimate practical thing is just don't spend what you don't have yeah Yeah. like (laughs) you are a slave to those you are in debt in. so that's just really big and even with this and i think brennan hit hit on it good before we got to the idea of practical advice the reality is you individually have to figure out how to balance well how do you enjoy life Mm-hmm. And then how do you ultimately live for Jesus well? Mm-hmm. And that is a, a personal thing. It really, really is. And so also don't make, like we've said multiple times, right? Don't make your rules other people's rules, Yeah. Um. which is really, really important. Continue to look biblically. But with, the, with this as well, like make confession a way of life. If you've seen where you have pushed into desiring material things more than Jesus, mm-hmm. like Jesus is there still with open arms ready, has already forgiven you. Like make confession in all things. A good part of life it's it's not bad to confess failures and then have discipline yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. just have discipline as much as you can be as self-disciplined as you can paul uh equates discipline to like an athlete in training first corinthians 9 all athletes are disciplined in their training they do it to win a prize that will fade away but we do it for an eternal prize so i run with purpose in every step i'm not just shadow boxing i discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself be disqualified. This reality of just a disciplined life is a healthy life, is a biblical life. Mm-hmm. It's always checking yourself, checking where your check your heart,
2: <laughs>
1: check your heart. Um, checking where you're at. Where's your motives? Where's your perspective? What are your priorities?
0: Yeah. And and that's Good. that's probably it. You know, I mean, we just did the whole materialism conversation, and we and we hope you learned something. I mean, I mean, I learned something putting it together, just because. Yeah. Everything you'll probably get outside the church will not tell you these things. I mean, even when you look at the American economy, the American yeah. dream, the American it's all capitalist, materialistic, spend your money, get the economy flowing, and we mm-hmm. we we like that. We're obviously benefiting from a good economy. Yep. But yeah. we got to we got to hold those things the way Jesus held those yep. things and not let those be central. Keep him central. Push the the physical and the earthly stuff aside to follow him the best way you can. And that's where we want you to to end this. So, good to go? That's good. That's it. We will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have any other questions about the Christmas season, we'd love to chat. Peace out. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.